You're listening to Weekend Edition on Michigan Radio. If you prove something to be true, then it is proven. Maybe. Or maybe it's only proved. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth. Here with us now is University of Michigan English professor Anne Curzan. Good morning, Anne. Hello. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. This is a conversation I have in my head every time I stumble upon this word when I'm writing something. Me too. (laughs) I'm there with you. Do you use both? Have you been told that one is right and one is wrong? No, I haven't. And when I went through some examples in my head, like it has been proved, it has been proven. I don't even know which one I'm more likely to use because honestly, they both sound fine to me. I'll bet there's a chance you use both. I'll bet you're right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I do as well. And for a long time, I talked about proven and proved as this great example of variation in standard writing where there was no judgment. And I think that that is largely right. But when you do some digging, you discover that there is a history of some judgment here. And it might surprise you which form is judged. Let me give you this great quote from 1876. It's from a book called Words and Their Uses, Past and Present, by Richard Grant White. And I will say Richard Grant White was often pretty cranky about usage issues, and you're going to hear that here. So here's what he says. Proven, which is frequently used now by lawyers and journalists, should perhaps be ranked among words that are not words. Those who use it seem to think that it means something more or other than the word for which it is a mere lowland scotch and north of England provincialism. Proved is the past participle of the verb to prove and should be used by all who wish to speak English. Oh, yeah. Total cranky pants for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. But on a more serious note, you see his policing of what varieties of English count as quote unquote English. So he is criticizing proven as what he calls this provincial form and that the correct form is proved. The verb prove is borrowed into English from French in the Middle English period, and it created its past tense and past participle like other regular verbs by adding ed. So you would have she proved or she has proved. The past participle proven was, and here Richard Grant White is right, it was originally Scots. And the editors of the Oxford English Dictionary speculate that it probably was created through analogy with verbs like weave, past participle woven, or cleave, cloven, prove, proven. And by the late 19th century, proven had started to gain momentum beyond Scottish English, which is probably why Richard Grant White noticed it and said, stop doing that. <laughs> it's really interesting. If you look now in the Google Books corpus, you discover that if you look for has proved and has proven, they are neck and neck Proved is more common, but proven has gained a lot of ground. And so at this point, I think it really would be fair to say that both can be considered standard. Brian Garner in his usage guide, Garner's Modern American Usage, does not agree. (laughs) He says, proved has long been the preferred past participle of prove, but proven often ill-advisedly appears. 
the Associated Press Stylebook also doesn't really like it, says use proven only as an adjective, as in a proven remedy. Yep, that's where I would use it. Yeah, and Garner allows for an exception, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But if you look at usage in formal writing, you will see has proved, has proven, both in formal usage, sometimes in the same work. So I think it's a nice example of a place in standardized formal English where we have variation. Well, Anne, you have proved to me that this one probably isn't worth worrying about too much. So thank you. (laughs) I hope that can quiet the conversation in your head. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.